Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Last Week Liquid Podcast. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and today, as you've heard, I have the pleasure of sitting down with my co-host, Asi, a.k.a. one half of Telman Wilson, for a new segment, not really new, kind of new. Uh, we might be doing this on a monthly basis going forward, where we're going to review our favorite tracks uh, of the past month. So for I'm going to do past two months, so I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm I noticed in your... <laughs> I know. <laughs> Straight off, like fuck this. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing January as well. So, yeah, because I think you selected. I saw a few tracks. The one from Imanu. That was. I'm pretty sure that was in January. Uh, the one with Caracal Project. But anyways. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's a couple of there's was, a couple of ones from January. And, uh, that was I maybe really, last year, but <laughs> I don't know. Then that one, I'm pretty sure it's not last year. That would be way too, way too yeah, over yeah, the top. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, just bringing back a bit of uh, the rundown vibes uh, for those that checked out uh, the rundown while it lasted. We used to review our favorite tracks of the week. And uh, yeah, those episodes did quite well and we really enjoyed doing them. So just thought we'd bring it back uh, potentially on a monthly basis. So if you enjoy this episode, make sure to let us know so we can do it again uh, in March. But yeah, so for this one, we're selecting and talking about our favorite tracks uh, of February uh, 2022. And January. Before, and January. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into it, uh, Asi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing really nice. Um, got a good amount of producing going on for the past months. And um, yeah, quite pleased with Any, life uh, in general. All the... All the shit that's going on, it's not, I'm not letting it affect me. <laughs> Dude, that's really cool to hear. I'm kind of going through the same phase at the moment mm-hmm. of, because uh, I'm, I told you I'm finishing my, my day job at the end of this month. Uh, Exciting. Yeah. Leaving, leaving Ireland, that's not like a, a good thing, but we're like moving on to the next chapter with my wife and, uh. Yeah, kind of a lot of stuff kind of clicking in at the moment. In Ireland, there's like no restrictions anymore, no masks anywhere. Everything's open. Just feels great. Feels awesome. We just got bars open yesterday, I think. Ah, sick. Yeah. And um, yes, it's um, all the events are starting to pour in. Mm. Already got a couple of booked for the next, plus, m- next plus. two weekends and um, more to come. Plus... I don't know if you saw, but Netsky is headlining Liquidity. I did not. Yeah, where I, I, I've I had my tickets for the last two years because <laughs> it's just been postponed and postponed. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't on the on the lineup previous years and they've added him for, for this summer. So there's no way it's going to be cancelled or postponed this year. I, Ooh, I, no. just, Ooh, I yes. just don't see it. <laughs> that's a, that's um, a strong statement right there. Uh do you, yeah, uh, well, I, I don't know what the situation is in, in the Netherlands, obviously, but I, the, the feeling I have is just we're just too far gone down the road of mm. opening stuff back up. At least in Ireland, like where there's no more COVID pretty much. I just don't see how they're going to just start going back again, like two years and a half later. Um, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But... Um, yeah, anyway, so let's get into the episode. Uh, 
before we do, if you uh, if you haven't checked out the podcast, if this is the first episode you're checking out, my name is Millstreet. I produce uh, Drone Bass, and this is my uh, co-host Asi. Where can people reach out to you online? All that oh, stuff, Asi. Oh, online, um, Instagram, um, um, Facebook. I do music DJing uh, under the name of Telm and Wilson. I am Wilson. And um, I do, um, I organize content on the drum and bass subreddit. Um, not to flex, but to more like validate my opinions. I listen to about 800 drum and bass tracks each week. <laughs> with different How is that not a flex? <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a, more of a um, I kind of maybe know slightly about the genre. So... Um, <laughs> Do, do you honestly listen to 800 tracks a week? Well, um, That's not insane. fully, obviously. Uh, yeah, I yeah, skim yeah. through them, but I, in in the terms of... Uh, I count it as listening because I mostly know what's what's being released and what's not being released and who's doing what and who's not yeah. doing anything, etc. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's not really that much work in the end. It's just getting, mm. a, getting no, it's, a schedule to it and um, sticking yeah. to it yeah no definitely and uh, if people haven't checked out the that subreddit uh you post every monday every monday morning the all the releases of the past week and uh a couple of reviews which go really in depth um from one of your collaborators i guess uh so that's just the place i went to when we decided to do this episode i was like okay shit what came out in february again and I just went to the subreddit and checked out the three, four last posts. Easy, and kind easy. of scanned through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's really like the place uh, for you guys to check out new releases, just to stay on top of uh, what's coming out. Plus, read some really interesting reviews. Um, so definitely go and check that out. Plus, there's a lot of puns in them. Yeah, <laughs> dude. He put uh, what's he is. Is it Leonard? What's yes, his uh, name? Leonard Hoffman. He yeah. is on Instagram with, I think it's something like Lelele Leonard. It's an impossible username. <laughs> like <Yes. Le-le-le-le-le-le. laughs> but um, you can find him. You can find us on the subreddit. Yeah, I think it was the, I forget. It was it the Wilkinson album, which we're going to talk about because I know you love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was in that review. That he started with a pun from the room, the movie. Oh yes, I th- I think it was because he he just put oh hi Mark like in the first sentence. I yes. was like, all right, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so definitely if you want a good good dose of uh, of puns plus in depth and really interesting reviews plus often like backstories on artists, uh, go and check out the subreddit. Um, all right, let's dive into it. so. Our favorite tracks of February. I'll uh, leave you the hand to kick things off. Oh uh, no! Um, we don't have to rank these. I know you hate ranking stuff, and okay, you're um, scared. <laughs> well, I'm still gonna probably rank them from fifth from fifth to first. Um, I'm gonna try. Um, right. I'm gonna do. Let's start with Alex Perez DLR SPMC Keep Up. That was um, easily my kind of base face track of the of the two months um kind of um spmc the vocals in general make this track like hands mm. down uh the tone 
I think the tone of his voice just works so well on how he kind of emphasizes all the vowels and everything. And um, I don't know what it is in the end, but um, once you kind of hit that certain spot, it doesn't really kind of matter what the vocals anymore are in the mm, track. It's just yeah. can you just kind of vibing with it and you could, you could just go on about bananas or something or whatever mm. and <laughs> you could still be like, yeah, this is fucking good. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And um, that kind of hits that spot for me. Um, the I think this came out on a double single. The other side was Blips, which mm. funnily enough, Alex Perez already has a track called Blips, which came out in 2017, I think. Mm. Very techie track, very different to this one. But um, yeah, um, great EP, great, great release. And um, this Keep Up track was um, easily my favorite one. One of the best ones yeah. in, during this year. I know the, the instrumental as such, I know, I know the vocals are, the MCing is great over it, but I don't know, the instrumental didn't do that much for me. Like it kind of it, it does its purpose. It does what it yeah. needs to do, basically. And I think, like I said, I think the SPMC MC kind of carries this track. Yeah. And the instrumental yeah. is kind of it's on the side. It's decent. Of course, you got Alex Perez and DLR doing it, so you can't say that it's not good. Obviously, no, no, it's going to be no. good. Like, but it kind of I think it does its purpose, and in that way, it is. I can't say perfect, but it's really mm. good. Yeah, like yeah, you don't you don't need you don't need much. You got you kind of got the mid tones, the mid mid tones with um with the vocals, and you can't really start messing about with that, and then messing with his flow when his flow is already really good. Then you just kind of go with it and let yeah, the yeah, track yeah. roll itself out while the MC does does <coughs> his job basically. Yeah, it's a, it's always a sweet balance to find when you. When you do bring on an MC to not have a, an instrumental that's overcrowded and too much happening, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I felt like uh, maybe it's just because it's Alex Perez, and I always have super high expectations. When yeah, he's that's on. A, that's the big issue. You kind of expect something. I yeah. Don't know. Well, not massive because it's massive is not really his style, but something something really banging. Yeah, you just kind of expect something outstanding all the yeah. time, and so when the production is just like for me it was like yeah it's good it's it's nothing amazing by his standards uh, i don't know it's yeah maybe that's kind of an unfair <laughs> <laughs> unfair criticism or expectation but yeah no definitely a great track um have you tried any a, a very MC work in your production dude i no I've, i i had i i still have this track which i'm like still sending out to to labels um and it's a track i did in like 2019 uh where i looked for an mc for ages like honestly ages mm -hmm. and actually if there's any mcs listening to this i don't know <laughs> if this is uh too much of a like generalization but mcs just don't get back to you on messages <laughs> and i've just realized that as well for the podcast like i've been struggling and I mean struggling to get an MC on this podcast for months and months. And for some reason, like some of them do answer. And I am like talking with some, but it's just about setting a date and it'll come. But yeah, dude, I don't know what it is with MCs. They just like don't get back to you. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so 
by the way, yeah. So if any MCs do want to come on the podcast, uh, reach out to me. And uh, for my track, obviously, it's different because I'm much more of an up and comer, and so I get it if people don't want to feature on the track. But I was reaching out to people for a long time, and then kind of just gave up and kept a small vocal sample that I had that kind of worked. Um, so no, but I'd I'd love to. I'd I'd love to. Uh, there's a few MCs that I really enjoy listening to and i'd love to make a tune one day with them but we will see who are they um, name and shame well actually no 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 actually like one one that i absolutely love and um i was going to talk about one of his tracks is a uh, Vishnobi, um mm-hmm. who put out a put out a track with uh inmost on a double tracker of them uh the track is called silhouette and yeah, I just love his, like his vibe. His, I know we're not supposed to say vibe, but his <laughs> flow and his, his funk. rhythm and <laughs> exactly for people. Well, people won't have seen this. Obviously, this is a secret no, project that shit. might come. <laughs> <laughs> we just um, secret project the, coming out on. <laughs> yeah, on the previous week we were talking about um, how these kind of words. Like vibe, funk, uh, soul, just mean <laughs> don't mean like anything. They, they, they mean a million things, and in the end, they don't mean nothing, anything, because everybody has a yeah. different, different, um, just a different opinion about what this is. What what is vibe in a track? Yeah. What is soul in a track? So, yeah, uh, it'll all make more sense once that video we filmed comes out on on YouTube. So make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, nice. Put on notifications, nice plug. All that stuff. Um, but yeah, so coming back to Vishnobi, like he r- just has such a laid back. He, like I don't know if you listen to that track. It almost feels like he's just just talking, like mm-hmm. very just casually, just laying out a few a few sentences he wrote. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just so calm and smooth, and his tone of voice is so distinctive. I I just love it. Um, I, I really enjoy what in most do most of the time. So um, that track was really standout for me. Yeah. And Vishnobi is one dude that just doesn't put out enough music. <laughs> I know that's a really harsh thing to say because it's hard Get to, to put work. out music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I think he has a bigger project coming out this year. But uh, yeah, I just love the stuff he he puts out in general. Um one of one of my probably my favorite track with an MC was the one he did with Talamic ages ago called uh No Resistance. Uh probably came out in like twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen, something. Um which was one of my favorite tracks with an MC. So yeah, that was one of the definitely highlights uh last month for me. Yeah, I like the I like the almost kind of talk. A spoken word kind of style when it comes to emceeing and drum and bass it's some for some reason it works very well and you kind of just you just hit those hit those kind of rhythm marks and mm-hmm. you don't and that's basically all you do you just talk and hit the right spots yeah. and um uh, winslow does that on his tracks where he where he does his own vocals he does that kind of same kind of style, and then last yeah. year's one of my favorite tracks, um, "River Flows" by Flow Anastasia and Info. 
that was um that had kind of that spoken word vibe that we actually mm-hmm. talked about that on the on the rundown episode and um that was one of the things that came up it's nice to hear some um new kind of things yeah yeah no definitely um all right back to you what's no kidly jokely then um talking about winslow he released um breaking news ep i'm gonna talk about the whole ep um on hospital records this again this one of those january january releases i think and um three tracks all kind of can't say completely different but very very not similar to to um no they don't have similar vibes very not similar (laughs) yes um (laughs) all have those kind of winslow winslow um production in it you can tell that it is his they are his tracks but um he has a lot of um he has a lot of range when it comes to music Mm, and drum and bass um you got Supermarket 64, which is a kind of this jazzy, very Winslow-y jazzy track, kind of rolls with on this soothing melody. And um, that's that's really what it is. It's kind of one of those sit back, sit back and close your eyes tracks. Um, then you got Breaking News, which uh, has a bit of groove, a bit of more groove, a bit of more attitude to it. And um, a lot of that kind of, I don't know if you can call it kind of a coolness aspect factor to the track comes from um, comes from the MC TRAC or track. Not sure track, yeah. what I'm supposed to call call him. Um, and um, that is might be the favorite one from this EP. And then mm. you got the last track, which is Mad Intense. That one and, is weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, very, I think it's kind of a spiritual successor to his um, previous track that he made, The Awesome Express. Uh, mm. The whole vibe and the feel of the track is very similar. It's a bit less aggressive, but um, I think that's just to make it fit better with the rest of the EP. But mm. in general, it's very similar. Um, it even includes the same vocal sample. And um, though on this one, it's just in the background in the Awesome oh, Express, okay. it's it's clearly it's like a drop shout and it's oh, more prominent. It. Yeah, um, I recognize it because um, I originally heard it in in a old prog trance track which came out in probably 2010 2011 or something called um it's by it's by matt zoe it's called Mm. frequent frequency flyer and um it's completely fried into my brain from there (laughs) like like the sample on in mad intense it's just in the background you kind of get just small snippets of it and it's not even full there's loads of reverb on it but i can just i can clearly recognize it it's the same one and um Nets guy used it in a track. Yeah, I have to listen back to that. It didn't really stand out to me for some reason. Yeah, um, it is. It's, it is just in the background. It's kind of this mm. atmospheric background element, but it's very recognizable if you know what you're looking for. And yeah, Nets um, yeah, guy used it in his track. In I can't remember what it was called. Very, it had this very reggae vocal on it, 
the whole sample, the whole track was sampled. Basically, the reggae vocal was sampled into the track, and then you had this little clip from it. Mm. And apparently, the original sample is from a 1994 track called um, "Ghetto Youth Bust" by Sluggy Ranks. This is a reggae track from the Deep 90s. Deep cut right here. That's that's why I bring you on the podcast. <laughs> I have no idea about this. Stuff. So yeah, so this um, one. This one little background sound, you now, now you know where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you listen to this podcast, guys. Exactly. A five-minute Wikipedia read on a one vocal sample. But yeah, it was. I think it was interesting how it was. It was kind of... It, you add all of those together. You add the kind of the same kind of atmosphere, the same kind of vibe of the track, and then you even slap in the same vocal sample or the mm. same sample and kind of... Like I said, it's kind of the spiritual successor to yeah. his previous previous work, and it's a good example on how you can kind of how you can reuse a lot of elements and reuse a lot of ideas yeah. while still making very very fresh music. Yeah, yeah, that one was uh, Mad Intense was just yeah interesting for the. I mean, I I loved the entire EP, obviously. The mm-hmm. Man Intense one was uh, interesting, especially for the drum work, the kind of mm-hmm. stop and stop and start drums uh, yeah. that go like throughout the track, um, which I really enjoyed. Uh, Breaking News, I just loved it because, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one that starts in halftime. Uh, yeah, it's more this... it's more of a hip hoppy vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. like hip hop vibe, like drum kit, and then goes into actual liquid i guess um which i always love that switch from from halftime to to actual 174 mm-hmm. uh plus the yeah the vocals from from track on it are just really nice and smooth um but yeah overall what i also enjoyed from the ep beyond the music was the as expected with winslow is the the marketing that went around it um oh, yes. the concept <laughs> of of breaking news, and that's one thing I talked about uh, in a recent uh, Thursday Thought episode where I talked about marketing, marketing. tips. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and doing kind of the the extra step for your releases and thinking about new ways to promote it. And uh, Winslow is just one guy you need to keep an eye on for IDs around <laughs> marketing and promoting your release. So in this a case, lot of for those kind of themed themed kind of um yeah yeah, yeah exactly and everything around it is kind of this one thing yeah and yeah I yeah like that about him yeah it just gives and it doesn't have like that's what i find interesting is that sometimes people might feel that only works if you do like an album and a concept and that that's not true like you can really package it even if it's just a three track ep yep like just three tracks and you can still package it around a, a concept and a uh, a visual identity, like the visual identity of Breaking News versus uh, Sandalwood Nights, which was his his previous EP, are both like completely different. Like the other one was um, like more his childhood where he grew up and there's pictures of him when he was young. And then Breaking News is more like, I guess, current events and news and what's happening in the world today. And... And it's more of a, and the, it is all, the, all of the stuff is usually, what I like about it is it's usually very tongue-in-cheek mm. tongue-in-cheek kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah it's it doesn't take itself too seriously no, no and, that's um, that 
That's you definitely do, his style, yeah. Yeah, you can do it in different ways. Like you got somebody like Workforce, for example, who has a very, very That's clear... The yeah, exactly. <laughs> but still Our, done yeah. very well. And both of yeah. them work. Both of them work, in my opinion. I, I just enjoy the more kind of slight comedy side to it and not taking yeah. taking yourself too seriously and kind of adding yeah, yeah, a yeah, twist yeah. to it in, in, in humor. Just yeah, yeah, because no, you can, basically. yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. It's your release, and it's usually labels will be will be game for anything that can promote the release. So, yeah, they did an entire like photo shoot where he's like a news anchor and like <laughs> doing interviews and this whole concept around the the EP. So, and it's obviously it's uh, on hospital, so there's a, like a bit of budget behind it. But it, honestly, it's something you could just do at home with like a a yeah. green screen or even just a white board behind you or whatever like there's always a way to i don't know just again just the extra step the extra mile to kind of promote your your project and 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 get it noticed by people and winslow is a great example of that personally i think in that in some situations when you do stuff yourself it's kind of um i don't know i've got experience from it and it you at some point you kind of hit that hit that kind of problem where you think is this too amateurish basically can i put this out is this is this not okay basically do i just look stupid by doing this mm. and that's that's the big issue when it comes to kind of doing doing your own slight like uh, not doing your own marketing but kind of adding your own little thing to it and then doing with not not a very big budget. And yeah. That's a bit but of I don't an think issue you need that a yeah. smaller artist run into probably. Yeah, but it all depends how you do it. Like you can do like amazing marketing for like zero budget, like just filming yourself at home and I don't know. Like I, we, I think we talked about this on the rundown. Um, Finn Adrift, friend of the podcast, mm -hmm. had a, an EP which was kind of themed around uh, racing games uh, yeah. from his like childhood. And <clears throat> after release, he did a, a mix where he was mixing tunes from classic uh, racing games like Need for Speed and Gran Turismo mm -hmm. and stuff like that and, and mixing them. And obviously they didn't all fit together and transition weren't always clean because the tracks were like completely different from one another. But that wasn't the purpose. Like he just wanted to share a bit of the inspiration yep. and backstory. And that's what I mean with like going the extra step. It doesn't have to be this yep. well-produced video. You know, it's just like, okay, this is important for me and this is what I want to share. Obviously, the issue is if the EP isn't really important to you and it's just another four tracks that you put out that don't really mean anything, then it's going to be hard to, you know, <laughs> actually do the extra step. But that's a whole other debate. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, all right, brilliant. So yeah, that was the Winslow EP. Definitely go and check it out uh, if you haven't yet on uh, Hospital Records. Um, talking about EPs, um, going to go over this one quickly because I spoke uh, at length about it with uh, the man himself a few episodes back. Uh, Echo Brown uh, released uh, a new EP on the North Quarter called uh, Midnight Static. Uh, if you haven't uh, checked out or heard about Echo Brown yet, uh, what are you doing? Go and listen to him straight away. Uh, the music this guy is putting out is is brilliant. 
again, as you mentioned with Winslow and his range, uh, Echo Brown is a guy who also has a lot of range in terms of jazzy side, soulful side, darker side, which he's definitely exploring more on this EP. Um, and in general, in the past couple of, I don't know, a year or so, he's been yeah. putting out much more darker than he used to. Yeah. Did you yeah, yeah, yeah. did you talk about that on the episode? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a few How long episodes. ago was this? Uh, probably like five or six episodes ago. So no, okay, okay. Well, that's, that's like you get 12, a pass. Hour, 12 hours of conversations <laughs> ago. So it's. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I do think we we definitely talked about it in the context of this le- le- last EP because the track Kusanagi is is the like the banger <laughs> of the mm-hmm. ep and we definitely talk about critical music kind of vibe yeah but it still retains that's the thing i love about this ep is you can really feel he's exploring new sounds and kind of pushing his sound further mm-hmm. while retaining his own identity you know it still feels like echo brown tune and it still feels like it belongs on the north quarter yeah uh which is what what i love because if it's completely different, sometimes it's a bit like, okay, yeah, cool, but who 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 is this anymore? You know. Um, so yeah, K- Kusanagi was one of my favorite. Obviously, he had the track no- Nokia days, which hey, shout um, out to Finland. I <laughs> any good old Nokia good. days. This is, that's the stuff that we remember, <laughs> like it was I, yesterday. I forgot oh, the good old days. Dude, any, any excuse to shout out Finland is a good one, right? <laughs> Especially <laughs> Nokia. All the mighty have fallen. <laughs> Do they, uh, are they actually still in business or are they completely... Yes. Um, current situation is that the phone market, the phone mark manufacturing is la- licensed to other companies. So they are still Nokia phones, but they don't make them themselves. Okay. Most, most of their stuff is... Um, 4G, 5G networks and towers, etc. To my okay. understanding, and technology uh, evolving around that. So okay, um, gotcha. That's what yeah. they're doing now. I'm not sure. I think I think they're doing pretty well for themselves now. Again, after okay. the whole Microsoft takeover thing. It's um, very. I wasn't aware of that. Yes, it's um, it's very it's not a not a subject you want to have with a fin basically yeah i i, I can feel the tension in your voice of like those damn americans <laughs> taking over goddamn microsoft <laughs> fucked us over <laughs> our talk ta- our our valuable tax money basically and they just took it away destroyed the company <sighs> was it what, what do you mean tax money was it a public company was no well because pri- they're completely finished base so all that money oh yeah gotcha. went yeah, yeah. went into yeah. our Beloved healthcare, which is your economy, yeah. Yes, exactly. It was the biggest company in Finland, I'm pretty sure. Now it's probably Wasn't it like the only one? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) We have some game companies now, so that's covering it. The game industry is covering the the hole that Nokia left in our hearts, but Dude, I didn't know this was such a sensitive topic. <laughs> do, do you want to talk more about it? Or? No, that's okay. We can we can okay. continue. We can continue <laughs> right. now. Um, so, so so moving on from <laughs> from that track, uh, tech news and um, yes, <laughs> um, but which was a uh, obviously I think most people heard that track, which was a collab with uh, Lensman, um, 
which was brilliant. But yeah, Kusanagi was probably my favorite off the EP. And the other one, which I forget how you pronounce, was either Kuntek or Kuntesh, which was the a name of a, an old Lamborghini. And that's a great, great uh, track with a lot of layers to it. Um, but yeah, again, if you're interested more by that EP specifically or just Echo Brown, if you haven't really heard about him, do check out my interview with him. Uh, he's a fascinating dude and uh, puts out amazing music. So go and support him. Big up Mr. Brown. What's next on your list? What's next? What's next? Um, Let's do some uh, some jump up stuff. Let's uh, switch it around. Jump up? Oof, oof. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with Boo here. Okay. That's, um, it's not really jump up, but it's almost. I could shout out. In terms of jump up, I'll shout out DJ Hazard, Candy Bass. In, what, um, a, what a weird track you get. I love that one. It was really <laughs> good. It didn't it didn't get to my top five, but it was um it was one of my mm. one of my picks basically. Um but yeah, we'll go with Boo, his remix of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, the classic by High Contrast. And um just an excellent laid back remix from him. There's I don't know, not much else to it. Just really enjoy mm. this track. He yeah. didn't um he didn't completely flip the original completely over like mm. he did, for example, on his um sub focus remix that he put out that was put out on the remix album. He did um he remixed World of Hurt and that one he flipped it completely by just making it into this almost kind of this R and B style track. Mm. Which which fit really well with the vocals. That was slightly impressive in terms of how he changed it. Um, but with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, he he just kind of added a nice little touch to it. The track yeah, yeah. still has the same kind of feeling and character as the original, mm. but he had that little modernization and that yeah. boo quality and style to it which was really good i liked it yeah i think because he kept a lot of the vocals in the intro mm -hmm. like the the intro still feels very similar and it's not a like he didn't switch it completely from the beginning yeah like it's it feels like a remix that was done with a lot of like respect for the original yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. uh I'm not going to do something completely stupid with I'm this. Just I'm just slapping gonna... a foghorn right here. Exactly, and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is always like, I don't know. I enjoy it when, as you said, it still stays very, uh, yeah, with a lot of respect to the original because it is a huge track. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that one as well. And it doesn't really feel, sometimes in remixes you get the situation where, people just slap in a couple of elements onto a track that they already done and then mm. call that a remix basically yeah, yeah and in some tracks you can clearly hear that that's how it was done but here like i said it kind of it has the same feeling and the same character as the original you kind of have that kind of mysterious aspect to it and um which i think is very prominent in the original so like you said, yeah, clearly yeah, it's um yeah. it has respect. heart, yes. Respect yeah. and heart for the original. Yeah. Do you do you want to talk about the 
Teddy Killers track? <laughs> I don't know if you were going to mention it in your top five or not. Um, it was kind of my <laughs> fifth maybe mention. I had I had tele- <laughs> Teddy Killers, um, Night Train, Delta Heavy, Heartbeat, and then Bungles Open Field as kind of all the tracks that I would... I wasn't sure which one I want to talk about. But um, Teddy Killers, Night Train is one of those... Um, one of those um, psi psi influence tracks that has it's been just... coming out lately, and I think this is the, <laughs> the best one. You mm-hmm. have you have the dimension dimensions of, remix Offender, of yeah. Um, yeah Offender, and then yeah. you got dimensions remix of Time Warp, and then you yeah. got a couple of other artists who have put similar stuff out. But this one, I think, is the best one. Mm-hmm. Kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about it, but it just hits hits very well and the energy yeah. is there sometimes you've got the drum and bass tracks where where they where they try to take the kind of psi trance influences get the same kind of bass line and then but then it kind of sometimes it feels a bit empty because i don't know what it is i think it it must be it must be something to do with just drum and bass producers kind of not knowing what they're doing with yeah. it, and yeah. then um, and <laughs> then jumping on the train of yeah, the night train. Yeah, so this one, this one does it. I think this one does it kind of correct and yeah. matches the energy that should be yeah. in a track like that. Yeah, I always enjoy a good four four drop, especially yep. when I'm not expecting it. Uh, the only thing is like. The, I, I I still remember the first time I heard Offender was the first time I heard a 4-4 four, four drop on a mm-hmm. drum bass track. And that was like proper, like, holy shit. I remember <laughs> where I was and what time it was when I heard it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and every subsequent iteration of that formula gets less impactful mm-hmm. uh, as with everything once you've heard it a few times or done mm-hmm. it a few times, whatever. But uh, but this one still caught me off guard. Like I no. wasn't expecting it at all. I'm not I'm not super familiar with like what Souped Up puts out. His uh, wouldn't be really my cup of tea usually. Um, but yeah, I checked out this one, and when the drop hits, it's like ah, nice. Yeah, I'm not surprised that this came out on Souped Up. No, um, no, it fits. It fits. It, I think, it fits. Yeah. It fits well, especially when it flips <coughs> over to the drum and bass part. And then yeah, it kind yeah. of. And that's really well done, actually. Like the switch from the four four to the drum yeah. bass works really well yeah but yeah then i had um i had that and delta heavy heartbeat which was the best kind of best dance floor track that has come out this year i think um uh, hello wilkinson uh no no I think okay. Delta he- Delta Heavy is just when it comes to dance floor, mu- okay, dance let's, floor let's, drum and bass. Delta Heavy let's is dive the into king. Easy, let's dive like, into hands down. I, I just I did not feel that track at, at all. I I honestly like I in my notes I just put a big question mark next to it. Like why did you <laughs> pick it? Like I've obviously I I love Delta Heavy and like some absolute classics. Obviously, uh, I don't know this track. I listened to it a few times in a row and. I don't know. There' nothing. Obviously, not a bad track, but nothing really stands out to me. There's no clear leading melody. Really, the drums aren't particularly amazing. <laughs> I mean, if you compare to Wilkinson, <laughs> <Roasting. stuff, that's, laughs> 
No, that's I'm just kind of curious, like what mm-hmm, made you, mm-hmm. what uh, I don't know, what do you find particularly appealing? In, in I think that the track? drive on this track is much better. It kind of goes, it, it um, it moves on basically, and it does it with that kind of jumpy uh, bass line, that very kind of realist. Um, I wouldn't say realistic, but that kind of um, rock kind of rocky bass line that you mm-hmm. have on dan on dance floor tracks these days for example um metric does that a lot yeah. um especially on his on his latest album and delta heavy kind of i think they they've perfected that style mm. and that is i wouldn't say this is the best track they've done in terms of kind of well, that style, but um, it's still the best downfall track this year, and that's why yeah. I added in, added it in, wanted to shout it out. Yeah, all right, yeah. I, yeah. I respect your opinion to be wrong. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just also that like the vocal didn't really work for me. Uh, it's it's got that kind of disco big yeah. vocal kind of thing, it and it, it it's a bit it's a bit. Um, it's a bit, a bit cheesy. Cheese. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit too, too cheese. cheese. And it's a bit um generic, if you can yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well it's 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 as it should be, basically. Yeah. It does its job again. Just like on Keep It Up from Alex Perez. It kind of does yeah, its yeah, job. Yeah. It does what it's supposed to do, and then the rest kind of all the elements bring yeah. in. No, they kind of clash <coughs> with each each other nicely, and then they form a piece of music. Yeah, <laughs> nicely put. Yes. Now, if 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 we compare this to the Wilkinson album, now <laughs> that's now that's dance floor. That's dance floor drum this for you. That's that's a proper stadium snare. You know what I mean? Like that's a. I don't know. That obviously, not, it's not for everyone. I guess. Uh, especially, I don't know, maybe people listening to this podcast aren't the biggest fans of huge stadium stadium snares and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> for me, there's a couple of tracks in there that like are instant classics, like Frontline. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> when I hear that track, I'm, I just want to be like at Liquidity, open field, just listening to like a huge huge track like that one um <clears throat> just really does it for me sorry <coughs> what so, so 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 let's get into it actually what's your problem with wilkinson i think you describe it as huge stadium tracks and i don't think they are they're not oh, really? huge enough that's the problem like if not you, huge enough <laughs> yeah exactly it's not you try to go with that with that style and with those kind of um, elements, but I said to I said to you before we started recording that I kind of I've heard the same thing and I've heard it better, and it's not all it's not very yeah, fair to compare you, to music like compare music like that. But you can say that with half the tracks that are coming I know, out now. I like, know, I know, I know. Like half, honestly, half the tracks with like a one note bass line and some gritty resonances. You're I like, think oh yeah, I think the issue before. is when we're talking about dance floor, the Delta Heavy track is the kind of dance floor that I like more. 
mm. and that is that is the issue because when i when i think about dance floor and i think about the situation where i am where i'm enjoying that kind of music that is the style that i want to be hearing and this yeah. is not that style so that that that's that's where the main issue kind of lies it's just mm. not my kind of dance floor yeah, and yeah. um you picked we have a spotify playlist on where we picked our tracks for each other to listen to and um you picked basically all the tracks that i wouldn't from this album <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah the big ones like the actually yeah frontline uh yeah keep dancing just because i really love the the vocals on that one I, i'm surprised you didn't like feel so high because that that's a different one a lot more uh mellow and a lot more laid laid back and chill okay that um, one that one was wasn't that bad <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. okay i'll go with that um wilkinson album it was called cognition and i think the tra best track from it was um was it oh no i can't remember which one it was it was very it had that very indie kind of vibe to it and mm, uh, close your uh, eyes yes that was it um close your eyes by iola the vocals on it is by iola and that one was the favorite one from this album is very mm. non-wilkinsony yeah, yeah and it was really well done i enjoyed that one a lot yeah yeah no obviously it's so not everybody that was <laughs> it's not everybody's cup of tea and um I get that sometimes if like you see the millions of streams he does on on his songs and you might be jealous of that I understand Obviously. it's all right <laughs> but um you finally yeah, from... understood what I'm what I meant <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I don't know for me a good old dance floor track even though it's as you said like frontline for example very similar to something maybe metric could have done a few years ago or dimension kind of that mm -hmm. kind of feel and sure it's been done better i guess with like more catchy catchy uh, hook and catchy line but still still works really well mm. for me so uh yeah like probably not an album i, I would put on at home ever but if i hear any of those tracks like this summer i'm gonna go pretty nuts well if so. you're gonna liquidity i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that at <laughs> least a couple of those will be a, a few of those should yes. should get played out for sure yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so all right moving on uh what else do we have here i'm gonna shout out a really small ep probably like the complete opposite of uh wilkinson <clears throat> this is a dude i got on the podcast really really early on um He's called uh, John, a.k.a. Solson, and he oh. put out uh, an EP called the Warrior, Warrior EP on Drum Army. Um, just wanted to shout him out because it's one guy that has uh, like a purely, like extremely distinctive sound. Like mm -hmm. you hear any of his tracks and sh uh, even if it's not your cup of tea or whatever, you instantly recognize that it's mm. him. He has that tribal drum and bass sound really nailed down and he's the only one really doing it. Um, he's, yeah, in my mind, criminally underrated, uh, under-listened and definitely go and check him out. Uh, 
that EP is is really good. Not my favorite film, the Red Wolf EP, which he put out on was it Celsius or Focus? I forget. Um, a few like last year, or two, probably two years ago already. Mm-hmm. That one, that that one was brilliant. Um, but yeah, just one of those producers that kind of managed to create his own sound, which is extremely hard and something we all want to do <laughs> and want to achieve. <laughs> He's done it, and again, yeah, criminally underrated in my opinion. So go and check him out, Solsen. S O L S A N um Warrior E P. You got Can any you check other it out? <laughs> you got any other um underrated artists that you wanna shout out? Any ideas? Uh in my in list in your opinion? Yeah. Or in not not in your list, just in general. Who yeah, do you yeah, think in is my underrated? List, I I have this like really small guy from Belgium called Netsky that put oh, out yes. uh, mm-hmm. a track. Uh probably haven't heard of him. He's not like that well known, but uh, in Belgium, he's kind of a big thing. Um, no, sorry. <laughs> um, like, criminally underrated. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. SoulSense is just one that really stands out because, uh, like, he doesn't really do marketing either. Like, he's not mm-hmm. really... He doesn't do much on, on socials. Just um, put out music and that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess it's that that's also part of the game. If you don't promote it, then not mm-hmm. a lot of people listen to it. Um, but I think more people should be, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's just one that really, really stands out to me. Yeah. Did you have any in mind? I got one guy, um, Trex, he puts out kind of, um, steppers, kind of these kind of bangers, DL, uh, maybe compared to DLR, maybe mm. you could say, but it's very distinct style and that tracks he puts out are absolute bangers, mm. absolute crazy bangers. He just, um, lately, his um, track Dopamine, for example, is, is a good example. If someone wants to check out someone who's underrated, then that's mm. one of them. And just track after track is just very Did extremely good. On- and it's very, very, I wouldn't say distinct style, but the, the music he puts out is very fresh. He has a very, yeah. a very, um, he has a habit of putting out stuff that doesn't sound like anything else, basically. He already has two albums out. Didn't he have a, a maybe I'm confusing with somebody else, if he had an <laughs> album on, on Headspace like last year, two years ago? Headspace isn't. Oh no, don't know. Heads, headspace, yeah, the mental health. Oh yeah, that one. Compilation. Um, might be know, on one of, <clears throat> probably on one of the compilations. But there's like eight of them by now, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and he Jesus, might be he's put out a lot of music. Yeah, he has. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm trying but to yeah, find the. Go check yeah. out tracks. T R E X. T R E X. Yeah. Okay, my last pick. Go for it. Um, Imano, A Taste of Hope, Emperor Remix. Which, which didn't come, did that come out in February? No, that just no. came out. That literally just came out, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Yes. I, I, okay, I didn't even <laughs> notice it. <coughs> Imano, the, A Taste of Hope, originally came out last year. Um, this remix kind of just out of the blue, like a year later, 
just a random remix of a track and um it's so good it is so good um Emperor's, I haven't checked it out actually. Yeah. Emperor's yeah. melodic side, you know, Emperor. You've yeah, yeah, yeah. Tracks, yeah. yeah. Very, very hard hitting. He has a very distinct style himself too. And um, but his melodic side is just way too much for me. It's mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, he's put out melodic tracks, a couple of them before. Um, originally, one of the first ones that he did was um called Elore mm -hmm. in 2015 or 16. Uh, but other than that, he's kind of the melodic and chill side has been under, uh, under wraps for most of his career. And he hasn't kind of shown it much until, um, until last year. No, the end of 2020, he put out a double single, These Days uh, and Still. And... Those have been a couple, a couple of my favorite tracks of the year, like the whole year, still especially. And um, I, I just love how he's kind of managed to mix his own harder hitting sound with melodic start with a more of a melodic uh, element to it, and mm. it just they come together so well. Uh, and for ex especially for a taste of hope, which is which is. A very, not a very drum and bassy track. And all the elements to it are not very. The whole progression of it is just not very drum and bass. What you normally used to, mm -hmm. and um, Emperor comes in and mixes up everything, splashes his own style on it just perfectly. <coughs> love it, absolutely yeah. love it. This one takes the cake for me this year. Easy. This year, straight away. Oh, no, no. Well, I can't say for the whole year, <laughs> but <laughs> so far, so yeah, far, yeah. this one is the best track that has come out. Uh, shit. I, yeah, I, I know you put it in the list. I kind of missed it somehow. I listened to all the rest that you put and <laughs> for some reason missed that one. <laughs> Did you add it later on or? No, nah, no. You added uh, it, it, was there. it was there all the time. I checked everything and even your stupid jump up stuff and uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Jump up is it can be good as well. Nothing wrong. Um, nothing wrong with a good jump up track every now and then. Absolutely, no, no. Uh, yeah, somehow I missed that one, so we'll check it out. Um, all right, I haven't like ranked mine, so I'll just shout out a few others. Uh, have jo jokingly, but I did have Ned Sky on my list because <laughs> he put out uh, a track with uh, Montel to 2099. Uh, That's the same guy. He started his he revamped his drum and bass career basically wasn't it yeah he he had a mixed emotions a, with the track that exactly yeah which yeah. was fucking insane i loved that track <laughs> like by far the best one off the album uh that's yeah i don't know perfect combo if you haven't heard that track definitely go and check it out mixed emotions like ah oh, brilliant how does um, this compare no it's not as good it's not as good uh, it the, 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 there's just something with the the in mixed emotions in the drop that like synth plucky mm -hmm. plucky melody and then the drop that's just really smooth and with just that melody and I, it's like perfection uh this one is like still very good uh so it's called broken um it's yeah just not as catchy i would say in terms of the the melody um i still really really enjoy it uh 
a bit a bit of weekend the weekend vibes mm-hmm. in the intro i felt uh which i really enjoy a mm-hmm. uh, bit of synth wavy synth wavy ambiences and uh yeah just like like most of what Netsky does just goes straight to my heart and i can't <laughs> dislike it so um is that your belgium side talking now mostly that's that's just my music side talking okay <laughs> um so yeah no just like brilliant track uh what else did i have on my list um yeah yeah workforce uh uh track it's also called broken just realized that uh oh would you look at that would you look at that we have two tracks called broken uh back to back on his own must make uh label um yeah. This is coming off a album that's going to come out this oh, year. Oh, is it an album? Okay. I, I think know it's, so. Yeah, cuz it's the second single from the same project. I mm-hmm. d- I don't know if it was a if it was going to be a big EP or, or an album. Okay, so he's already doing another album. That's crazy. Workforce. It's it's in, hence the name. Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. But um yeah, this one uh, I was slightly disappointed with the drums. I don't know what you thought about them. Um, I, I, I love criticizing these tracks as if I could do any better, but, um, <laughs> but the drums just felt slightly too clicky and I don't know, a bit too saturated and mm. stereo and I like, Cause I don't know, it, I, I, I felt like they could have been slightly pulled back a bit, a slightly less happening, a bit more minimal. And that would have worked amazingly yeah. well with you know, with the baseline and the rest that's going on. Mm. It didn't, they didn't stand out to me, at least. Um, the whole track, I don't think it's his best. Um, mm. It's a good, it's a good track. But the drums themselves didn't stand out to me like they okay. usually do in a work first track, for example. Mm. Um, completely different style. Um, his track Back Up, Back Up which was um, my maybe third or second best track of 2021 that one is completely just the drums the whole thing is just Mm. that's the point of the track and a lot of his other tracks are also they're very drum heavy or at least they have a lot of emphasis on how the drums are done and how it kind of how they kind of pop out from there whether it be because they fit in really nicely or because they're just so massive and um yeah yeah. But for this track, they didn't really, they didn't really stand out to me. So maybe that's mm. kind of a telling thing. Yeah, I think definitely what stands out is for me was the bass line that mm-hmm. comes in, which is like just beautiful. That kind of mid, mid bass line, and then when the drop happens, the sub is actually playing something else. Like mm-hmm. the sub follows the mid bass line for some part, but then switches to something else and. That's not something I I hear very often. Mm-hmm. Usually, you have your sub and your mid, and they're playing the same thing in step. Mm-hmm. And this, because the intro, the mid bass is quite high. So I was curious, like when the drop was gonna gonna land, was like, okay, what's he gonna do with the sub then? And the sub actually switches to to like other notes and another pattern, which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, the entire track just like felt like a great like composition as a mm-hmm. as a song you know mm-hmm. like the the bass felt like somebody actually composed that on an actual bass and yeah. then you have those kind of roads piano fills 
that feel like just like a song which which I love and I really feel is missing sometimes in in drum and bass like mm-hmm. tracks versus songs and I think this this one definitely captures mm. the essence of of songwriting you know so mm. um yeah I really enjoyed that one talk about drums I'd like to shout out Winslow's track with Dynamite MC on Dynamite MC's um album or EP whichever you want to call it I'm not sure which one it was um called Deep Waters that's the album name and Winslow's track a little bit more on that that was um that was one of those that I put on I was in a hangover on Sunday morning I just came out from a party got home at seven o'clock in the morning woke up nice. and had a hangover put this track on just uh, I think it came up on YouTube just released I hadn't heard it before and the drums on that just gave me chills just ah, nice. mm, perfect so good I haven't checked it out yet cool. the whole album is or EP is pretty good uh, mm. highly recommended out on hospital records dynamite MC deep waters check it out check it out um all right final shouts for me uh for uh last month's uh memories ep from ruben uh came out on overview music um standout track no need to uh that was a very surprising release yeah exactly which is why i wanted to shout it out uh again um I had a lengthy uh, podcast episode with uh, Peter, founder of Overview. Definitely go and check that one out. Uh, one of the funniest and uh, <laughs> like best best chats I had uh, in a long time. So definitely go and listen to that one if you're interested into in the backstory of Overview. But this release, yeah, definitely uh, a kind of a different direction for Overview. More liquidy i guess but still it has that kind of hieroglyphics and halogenics kind of vibe to it yeah 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 exactly kind of that mix of techy like screechy basses from time to time and clicky drums but still being a bit liquid yeah exactly yeah exactly funky solely all that stuff (laughs) (laughs) um but that was a yeah great ep uh really enjoyed that one uh another one uh another release was gyrofield uh who can do no wrong uh mm-hmm. i don't know if this was her first release on critical i think it was her first on critical um, i think overview she put out an ep yeah yeah she put out a few st- a few things on overview but critical i think this was her first uh, double tracker called retinues and urgency um and yeah just i, I guess i don't know if you can recognize her tracks immediately but they all have a very distinctive identity. Um, yeah, I'd say you can recognize the Jarrah yeah. Field track. Um, yeah. I think there's a couple of artists that are kind of doing a similar thing. Um, for example, Late Sleeper. Mm. Um, but it still doesn't... They're very, very, very similar, but very different in mm. the end. So yes, I'd say you can recognize a Jarrah Field track. Um, yeah. especially this one it has uh, just so much noise everywhere basically usually yeah but this what I liked with this one especially Retinues was my favorite of, of the two um, it's still accessible 
mm-hmm. like it's uh it's techy like the mm-hmm. the side chaining going on is is like crazy <clears throat> it's actually when i was listening to it something i want to try on my tracks is when like the kick snare hit like everything kind of cuts out almost like zero volume mm-hmm. like it's really <laughs> really harsh um but then the actual hook which is a mix of like voices and synths and and stuff um I felt was still quite accessible as a track. Like you can, you can latch onto. Okay, this is like the main melody aspect, and then the bass line, and you can kind of um, gravitate towards yeah. that. I guess. And the drums are very accessible too. Yeah, the rhythm yeah, exactly. of it isn't isn't as messy as it could be on a Jarrell track. Which is the absolute, absolute. Let me just find it. Fucking opposite to her previous project, which I sent to you. I don't know if you checked it out. Uh, which fucking, fucking stupidly insane. <laughs> which one what are we the fuck about? am I listening to project? <laughs> Dude, uh, it, yeah, Depths, Depths of Winter, that, that's what it's, it's called. Um, so it was a self-released seven-track EP, which she put out um, <clears throat> earlier this year, Depths of Winter. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, like... If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. I I don't know what it is. It's <laughs> it's it's not drum and bass. It's there's no tempo. There's no key. There's no. It's just a full on assault of different sounds, and it's like nuts. It's crazy, and mm-hmm. it goes on for seven tracks. And the whole seven tracks, I had no idea what was happening to me. It's it's purely like crazy. <laughs> and is it good? Does I, it work? <clears throat> I, I couldn't tell you. Like I, <laughs> I've no idea. That's like, uh, honestly, when I heard it, I was like, "This is like pushing the boundaries of what's considered music." Mm-hmm. Um, but like in a good sense, like not yeah, not in yeah. a like stupid way. But this is like really pushing the boundaries of experimenting with music rules and codes, and you know, like, okay, this is your key, and these are the notes you can use in your key, and like, fuck all of that. Like, just you know, <laughs> this. This completely just goes in all directions at the same time. And I, yeah, didn't really know what to make of it at the end, except that it exists, you know, and <laughs> this is a thing. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, I just listened I, to it. Yes. It's, I it's, it's, uh, I think <clears throat> the closest analogy I would have to that project um, would be a movie like, um, you know those movies that you recognize are brilliant, but you don't want to listen. Like you don't want to watch them again. For example, um, Requiem for a Dream is mm-hmm. like my typical movie. I saw once. I don't ever want to see it again, but I still recognize it as a brilliant yeah. movie. You know, um, this is like a bit similar. Like it's 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 a brilliant piece of work. Like to actually produce it and achieve it. But I'm not sure I'd want to listen to it again because it's so experimental and so off the wall. So, who do you think would go back to this? <clears throat> who who would what? Yeah, who who would go back to this? Like who who's going to listen to it? And then what 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 is the situation <laughs> that you go back to this? I <clears throat> I I don't even know if like the if the intent. Like if Gyrofield's intent was for people to actually go back and listen to it mm-hmm. several times, maybe, maybe I guess partly it is, but I think partly it was just her experimenting with with stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like 
none of those tracks are mixable. Like you can't mix them with anything else that yeah. exists, I think. So you're not going to hear them anytime soon in the club, for example. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know who would listen <laughs> back to them. It's, it's like, it's, it's nuts. So I was, yeah, I wasn't planning on <clears throat> talking about that project, but there you go. Depths of Winter, if you haven't checked it out. Gyrofield. Uh, came out in, I think it was back in January. And so just to bring it back to her latest project, um, Wretch News and Urgency, way more accessible mm-hmm. <laughs> by a country mile. Um, and yeah, still pushing the envelope of, of what's done in drum and bass. Um, but again, remaining accessible. And a very, very last shout uh, I'll give uh, to an album I ha- actually haven't listened to yet. <laughs> I didn't have time. I'd, I didn't want to kind of rush through it and just listen to it very quickly to talk about it. So I'll shout it out here, even though I haven't listened to it yet, is Might Kiss's album, uh, mm, Bolivian yes. Hotel Bistro. Um, from the singles I heard beforehand, uh, I really enjoyed it, and I think he, I think he experimented with different yeah tempos and genres over the album. Again, I haven't listened to it. I don't know if you have. Um, yeah, I've gone through it. Yes, it's. Um, what do you think? It. I liked yeah. it. I haven't. I'm gonna have to listen to it like fully. Still, mm. I usually mm. put out all these albums that I actually. Some of them I want to listen to like fully. Some don't, but I put them in a playlist, and I got a couple in there now that I have to go mm. through still. But um that one is on the list, so I shall be yeah. going through it in the next week or so at least. It's a, it, it's always a bit of a time commitment because I hate starting when I start listening to an album and then I have to stop after a few songs, do something else. I like to listen to it from start to finish, so you have to like set an hour an hour and a half aside to actually go through it. So these days the I just I, I tend to fire up fire up Minecraft and um, start listening to it. It's very, it's, it's a very good um good way Fucking to nerd. listen to albums. Just calmly yeah, just build so. your house yeah, yeah. there and um collect some resources <laughs> while while drawing this is playing in I, the background. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm sure it's a lot of fun. I can show you my house sometime. <laughs> you should, yeah. I'd love to visit <laughs> in the metaverse. Um all right. Uh, I don't know. Were there any other tracks you wanted to shout out, or have we kind Ooh, of bungled open field? I'm just gonna go quick, quick list on what I think should be mentioned. Bungled op- open field. DJ Fresh Bonshin dancing in the dark. Obviously, wasn't didn't get the hype as much as some people did. Very good track, banging track. Not not as good as as well not just didn't work for me that well mm. um imano and the caracol project nigeus Nij- yes okay thank you very much can you say the <laughs> other track too what's the other one la fournaise uh, la fournaise or, oh there we go thank you very much um just um when one one day there's going to be a finished track and that's going to be your time to shine one day i one promise day. <laughs> I've got a feeling it's going to be an Ask, Ask Ellen Eller track. Probably, so yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Probably. Um, junk Mail, Radiogram, DJ Hazard already went through that. And then the best kind of stepper or mm, Bristol-style stepper that came out this year is Theoretical, The Conqueror. Mm. Um, great track. 
yeah. if you like that kind of stuff, DLR, break, etc., go check out yeah. Theoretical. And actually, you just mentioned their jest with their track, uh, Concentrate. Uh, mm -hmm. They're they're also quickly becoming one of my like favorite like drum bass acts. And talking about artists that have an instantly recognizable sound, they're definitely one. Like they have their kind yeah. of trade trademark quick synths techno techno i guess trans yeah the tech the techno is the thing that i'd go yeah. for very yeah, yeah. dark uh mostly mostly dark and well obviously fast tempo but um yeah yeah, yeah definitely one of those artists that kind of created their own sound as well so definitely go and check them out that was on uh shogun i believe Yes, Jest, Concentrate, formerly known as, known as Jera and Stone. Yeah, which I'm still not sure if it's Jest or Guest, but we're going with Jest. <laughs> <laughs> that was All it. right, brilliant. That was the tracks of 2022 so far. Technically, it was supposed to be February, but you kind of fucked that up from the start, so it doesn't matter. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah that was our our picks uh let us know on social media uh over on the discord channel which you can find in in the description if you agree don't agree uh come at us start a debate i love a good a good Please old debate do. um and yeah especially do let us know if you enjoy these episodes i feel like it might be a good uh compromise for those that enjoyed the rundown which we used to do but was kind of a lot of work especially for me to prepare um and get ready for every two weeks uh this might be a good compromise every month to go over our favorite tracks so if you guys enjoy this uh do let us know and we'll do it again next month um and yeah do check out aussie over on the twitch he streams every second monday he didn't yes, want I to do. talk about it but <laughs> there you go what's the what's the handle uh tell max wilson all right, go follow Tell X Wilson over on the Twitch uh, subreddit. We talked about that. And that's about it. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll Thank catch you, you next time. Cheers. Goodbye. Goodbye.